Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and our guest today is Jose Roig, the new director of the Austin Code Department. Welcome to the show, Jose. Thank you, AJ. Thank you uh, for inviting me, and I'm really, really happy to share this opportunity with uh, with, the, with your uh, audience. Yeah, so we're recording on November 16th. On Friday, it, last Friday, it was announced, or the, the announcement came of your shift from interim director to director. And I know you've been in the city since 2007. So what would we start with that? Just what was your role? You know, how do you came to the city? And then, you know, just your, the, the track and path to the directorship. Awesome. That's a great question. And I always love to talk about my, uh, my journey with the city of Austin. It has been an interesting one, to say the least. I came, uh, I came to the city of Austin back in 2007. And that was my first experience with public service after maybe 12 years or so with the private sector as a building inspector and as a building consultant. And I, I got to tell you, AJ, I fell in love with public service immediately. I could see how you can make an impact in the community. I can see how what you do is actually affects the life of people in the community. So I started as an inspector in the, uh, in the development services department. Back in that day, mm-hmm. it was actually the watershed protection department and quickly realized that, well, there, there was gonna be opportunities to promote within the organization and become that person that could actually be uh, a change agent, to say the least, you know, just to uh, be able to influence decisions, you know, and, and work with the development community, uh, which is what we did in, the, in development services. I quickly, I was able to promote as a supervisor, then as a manager for the building inspections, and I was able to promote as a building official for the city of Austin. Uh, I had a lot of, lot of technical, technical knowledge, so I, I was missing something. So I decided to actually further my education and went for my bachelor's and my master's degree. And then I was able to promote as a assistant director for the Austin Code Department. It was a great opportunity. And last year, our director retired and I became the interim director and after Quite a process, we are here as a director, but it's been an interesting journey. And I tell you, uh, I love to work with the community. It has been a, a learning process throughout the way. I was able to take advantage of many opportunities in the city of Austin, like the Supervisor Academy, the LEAPS program, the leadership, education, and see how the city wanted to invest in their staff to actually promote within the organization. So it's been a, it's been a, it's been a great process, and, and I'm looking forward for the future in the city of Austin. Very good. And then, you know, I think I'm, I'm more familiar with the, the code department from the development context, right? But let's talk about that. Just what all is the overall mission and role of the code department? And I say that because I see your mission statement is to build a safer and greater Austin together through code education, collaboration, and enforcement. So let's start with what is the code? Exactly. There's and some that, and that's- out there who, just, who don't get the, what, the code. What are you talking about? That, that, that's, that's a great question because people get confused about it. I mean, code is used sometimes in the computer environment, you know. Uh, so basically, in the city of Austin, uh, the, we have a separate department that actually deals with the development and they actually deal with the building codes, you know. Everything that has to do with new construction, with anything that is being repaired, remodeled throughout the city, both commercial and residential. Now, you know the city of Austin has a land development code. Mm-hmm. In this land development code, they also have regulations for site plans, uh, for zoning regulations. And we also have, in addition to the building codes, well, what is called the property maintenance uh, code. Basically how uh, 
places should be maintained, you know, uh, how tall the grass should be in a neighborhood. Uh, we don't want to have trash everywhere. We don't have, we don't want to have abandoned cars everywhere. It's called nuisance abatement. Mm -hmm. So basically the codes that we're talking about when we're talking about the Austin building, uh, the Austin code department, as we build a safer and greater Austin together, that's a, that's a mission. It has to be together with the community. Our main goal is first of all, education. And that's, that's a good part because most people don't understand what we do. Most people don't understand what are the codes? Why, why do I have to cut my grass? You know, why I cannot just leave my grass, you know, to grow four feet high? Why can I just uh, leave my house the way it is? I don't want to paint it. I don't want to maintain my house, you know? Uh, so we do that. But also the Austin Code Department deals with licensing of uh, lodging establishments. We actually license hotels, motels. So those are business licenses. Mm -hmm. And we also deal with short-term rentals, which is... Uh, uh, you know, we have seen that a lot of movement on that lately. So yeah. we also deal with the short-term rental uh, licenses. And one session that we also have is dealing with uh, just to help improve the, uh, the life of the tenants. Mm -hmm. We have what we call the repeat offender program, which actually deals with multifamily properties that, you know, have continuous violations. So they do get into this program where we actually do proactive inspections. So while most of the department, I would say, it's actually driven by complaints. Uh, the citizens, they call 311 when they see a neighbor building without a permit, when they see a car that is abandoned in this house, or when they see the, the house that is being, uh, you know, maybe in, in not in good condition, and people are getting inside the houses. We get all types of complaints, you know, from homeless camps to anything to, uh, you know, uh, the house uh, caught on fire and they haven't protected the area. So anything from that, uh, the majority of those are complaint-based uh, 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 information that we get from the community. But we also have a proactive approach in terms of the licensing and the repeat offender program. Mm -hmm. Can you explain too just the interplay? Because I think again, the outside in, you know, people have like a they think like a noise violation, right? I mean, some more you know might go to they might call. Like, I mean, an APD I know has a sound unit for like downtown yes. commercial commercial uh, establishments, right? They have a unit, all you do is you have a, sound, have a little sound monitor and check the decibel level. But what is the interplay with your, you know, your fellow departments, like DSD, for example, and that's the Development Services Department, and even the APD, because it's just, I mean, someone might get a 911 call for, a, you know, some kid, well, pre-COVID, some, hopefully some kids having a party, and then say, like, oh, it's a noise, and it's like, well, is, like, is that a cop thing, or is that a 311 call, or, or you know, maybe a, a beat, you know, a car is in the yard and, or an RV camper is there and it's been, you know, how does that <laughs> play? Then also too, with HOAs, right? Because yes, I think a lot of yeah. times, I know where my parents live in certain neighborhoods and even downtown units, condos, HOAs, like interplay of H HOA rules with city codes. That's true, that's true. And the HOA, they also usually have their own uh, set of rules for that community, but the city codes are actually overall those uh those codes right so there's some areas that don't have an hoa and that's why they actually call the code department to actually address maybe a situation with tall grass and weeds with uh trash in the jar or somebody that is not taking care of their house so one good thing about it is that being part of the public safety outcome in the city we work in collaboration with the police department we work in collaboration with development services uh, most of the noise complaints, uh, because the, the Austin Code Department only works uh, 
until 8 p.m. We have the regular teams that actually work Monday through Friday, and we have an extended hours team that actually deals with later hours on Saturdays. We may not get to the point that, you know, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning to respond to a noise complaint. So that is actually addressed by, uh, by the police department. Uh, but we do, uh, we can actually respond the next day and make sure that there was not an issue and then address it that way. But those complaints, even if the police doesn't respond, they actually get documented. So it's important for people to continue to call when they see the situation. Uh, we have a noise ordinance in the city. Development services, they actually issue permits for construction companies to, to do some work after hours in the, in the central business district for concrete pouring. So that has to be taken in consideration too. But uh, we work together with every department, with, uh, with the police department, with development services. And depending, when you call 311, basically what they do, they decide how to channel that complaint, how to send it out, and which department is going to be the one responding to that complaint. Mm -hmm. What, I want to add that note too, because I know your folks go out on calls sometimes. You, mm -hmm. I've seen an article on your LinkedIn uh, page you posted about just uh, employee safety or just code, you know, code official safety and some issues there. And maybe that segues our next, next issue around the impact of COVID-19 yes. on a code department. But what have you seen? I mean, this year, 2020 is almost over. So what have you seen you know, as interim director um, up to now with the impacts of it? More folks are home. Um, you know, their, their homes are just more, you know, more tension maybe, or um, less tension, just code stuff. But, you know, what have you seen in terms of the, of the, of the pandemic's impact for your department as it relates to just how it's, you know, you do your day-to-day -day job, that your folks are for fairly remote probably anyway, to then dealing with the public? It's, it has been an interesting year, AJ. Let me tell you that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you because... Uh, Every year, every year for South by Southwest, our department gets together with the Austin Police Department, the Austin Fire Department, and we have a team, it's called the PACE team. It's called Public Assembly Court Enforcement. And it's fun, right? It's a week and a half of a lot of activities in the city, and they work together to make sure that everybody that comes to the city of Austin is safe, we close the streets, we monitor the area, so we actually have a presence in the, in the, uh, in the uh, Spring Festival, which is also called you know, South by Southwest, to make sure that our guests in the city are safe. This year, we were ready to go. We were everything planned, everything, to, everything ready to go, and, <laughs> and it was canceled. So it was a complete shift in priorities. We had to then, we became responsible to respond and enforce the mayor's orders for stay home and work safe. So now we're like, instead of going to South by Southwest and ensuring that our guests are safe, now we have to make sure that our community is safe. And now we have to educate the, the people about these orders. Not only that, most of the inspections that we do are actually internal, so we have to get into the units to actually inspect. So we have to put a pause on that. And we have to reimagine, rethink, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna continue to service our community without putting our, our staff at risk and without putting the people at risk because again, if you are in your house and a stranger comes in, they could actually bring the virus into your house. So it was, it was a very interesting, we, we actually changed priorities. We became essential to the city of Austin and worked together throughout different orders that came through. We were able to educate and we continue to do that in conjunction with 
the police department, the Austin Fire Department, and the Austin Public Health Department. Uh, going to construction sites, make sure they were safe, make sure they were following the rules. I mean, there was a lot of talk about that in, uh, at one point. So we had to shift that attention and at the same time, find a way to provide the services to the community. Our support services were able to go home and work from home and they've been very efficient. Our field staff, they're working from their vehicles, they're responding out there. And we're finding ways like, for example, doing a virtual inspection, like, like through video, you know, uh, ways to connect. So in a way, I tell you, it has opened the door for so many creative ways to do business, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, even though we, have, we were impacted, we were very proactive in, in, in ensuring that we didn't lose communication, that we didn't lose touch with the community, that we didn't lose touch between each other, you know. And, and that was, uh, it, it worked very well, let me tell you. And it continues to work very well at this point. Have you seen a shift as well? And just, uh, and again, I never had, I never, I had never dealt with your department for anything. So, so I don't know, was there, was there a shift from paper to digital or maybe a speed, a, the same thing, the same way that council has met or no boards commissions have met in person since, you know, March, have you seen a shift in, and that was something that wouldn't happen before normally, right? Or been allowed and then and able to do business, conduct business, yes. a shift from paper, to you know, full-on PDF, just electronic signatures, the like. Have you seen a shift there in your in your in your sector? It, it's been interesting because uh, throughout, I actually network with a lot of uh, other code officials throughout the nation, and everybody is finding out the best practices. Right? Hey, which is the best platform to use? You know, for for a remote meeting, for training. So we have we have tried every platform, and it's been you know Microsoft Teams, you know. Uh, you know, the Web, WebEx, uh, and, and it's right, you're right. I mean, we've been shifting to a more virtual environment, being able to connect with everybody, and even the documentation. Now, PDF is allowed to be signed electronically, you know, so uh, timesheets, you know, uh, documents that we have to sign in person. Can we, do it? can we do it digitally? Yes, we can. So we've been able to do the work. I mean, it's been, you know, even though we were, you know, most of the staff were actually sent home, we were able to do the work and continue to do the services, getting payments online. Instead of going people, you know, in person to do payments for the licenses, send the payments online. You know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a tremendous shift. And it, and, it, and it comes to a point, you know, people, when you have a staff working from home, just to trust that people are doing the work, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, this old culture that, oh, you know, I don't want to trust my people, I don't want to see them there in an the office. When they can do the same thing at home, and actually avoid traffic and avoid the commute and all that stuff and avoid all the stress that we're getting in I-35. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a tremendous shift. It's, yeah. been, a, it's been a tremendous shift for, for us that, definitely. And how big, I should ask this earlier, how big is your overall department any approximately? Yeah, we have right now over 150 uh, employees, about 160 or so. Okay. Um, we actually have about... 70% of that is actually field staff. It's actually inspectors in the field. And we have the support services, of course. You know, we have uh, an IT unit. We have our PIO, public information. We have our human resource uh, unit there. Uh, but it's about 150, so with about 27 million in budget uh, for the year. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll make sure to put the, uh, the code department's sure. department site in our show notes. But for the public, uh, what's the best way to engage with the department? Right, just to make it clear, like the, the you know, there can, is it three one one? What are the what are the what are the best ways uh, 
go into your site or, you know, if, if someone doesn't have access, if it's a phone to reach, uh, reach your apartment? That is, that is a great question, AJ. Let me, uh, let me find the right, let me find right here on the website because I always get confused with the number. The 311 is basically how we receive the complaints. So when you engage with 311, you are engaging with a service that is citywide, right? So depending on the, depending on the, on the situation, they're going to decide, you know, uh, who needs to respond to it. We also have a line that is called Code Connect. In this line that is called Code Connect, we have live people answering the phones. So sometimes people say, oh, I received a complaint. My neighbor complained that my jar is too high or my neighbor complained that I, I'm building something in the back without a permit. How do I get information? How do I get in contact with my inspectors? Well, this year we actually issue uh, cell phones to the inspectors so they, you can connect with them directly. But if you don't want to do that, one way you can connect with the department and even learn more from us aside from the website is to call the Code Connect line, which is straight to our department. It's 512-974-2633. It's called the Code Connect line. And you're not going to find a voicemail. It may ring a few times, but somebody's going to answer the phone. And in that, in that line, we have people that are knowledgeable about the codes. So let's say you have a question about how high of a fence can I build without a permit? Or how, how big of a shed can I build without a permit? You can call the line and ask, you know, and get that information before you actually do something that violates the code. Mm -hmm. And I want to switch uh, as, we get into, as we look towards 2021 um, and you officially start as director, director, director on the 23rd this upcoming Monday. What are your priorities um, going into this new year? That's, that's very, uh, very important, uh, AJ, because uh, as we move forward, our city management has set, a, uh, has set a, a course, right? We have what we call a strategic direction 2023, which had different outcomes for the city departments. We mostly align with the safety outcome. And and the way to deliver fair uh, justice, you know, because, you know, sometimes we have to go through a legal process, uh, depending on the case that we have. One of the goals that I do have uh, with this department, and I've been doing this since I started as an interim director, is to continue to strengthen our community relations. Uh, there's nothing like when you can go to the community, when you can connect with the community, when they know what you do, and they see how they can partner with you. And of course, we have to find better ways to do things. You know, we have to get more efficient uh, and continue to actually deliver that fair and, and fair and just administration of, of justice. You know, because sometimes we have to get to that, to that point that we have to go to the legal case. Mm -hmm. We want to be fair with the community. Uh, we have a very diverse community, you know, from all ranges. And I think that the goal is to continue to work with the community, continue to work with the community. As you know, we are going through uh, some conversations right now about reimagining public safety. How does the code department fits in that, in that reimagining public safety? What can we do to actually help and deliver better services to the community? So it's going to be a lot of interesting conversations in the next few months. But I think that if we set our sight to basically strengthen our, our community uh, relations, to deliver that fair and just administration and just continue to be, you know, uh, ensuring that we have a safe environment in the city of Austin, 
you know, we're going to be, we're going to be successful. Very good. Well, Jose, thank you for your time and congratulations <clears throat> again on the newer, the newer title rather, same, same old newer title. Um, Jose Roig is the director of Austin's code department. Thank you for your time. Thank you, AJ.